And then nobody knows. Heard him bum skiba Hi! <laughs> I feel absolutely insane today. And I'm so happy that you're listening. Thank you for tuning back in to Shay and the Good People. This is the podcast portion of the show, Shay and the Good People, that I have at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg, second Tuesday of every month, although that might change. I last year 2022 I was doing Mondays and I felt like I was I felt like I was able to like gather more people I don't know as I'm uh recording this we've only had two Shan the Good Peoples for 2023 both on Tuesdays the first one was Valentine's Day which I thought was going to bring a lot of people out and uh there wasn't that many people but for me, I was like, a dinner and a show, that is perfect. That is what you want to do. But I guess people wanted to bang quicker. So they went to go have some rigatoni and pesto pasta. And then they went home and had sex, which is also what I did on Valentine's Day. But I'm not having sex with that person anymore. I shouldn't say that on here. <laughs> I'm feeling so crazy. I forgot to brush my teeth this morning. Um... There's a lot going on. I'm moving my mom's stuff out of her apartment. I might talk about that more later um, if people care to know, but moving moving isn't really that crazy. It's just things are going to different places and that's what's been really stressful. So I'm a little out of my mind. I have my curly bings swooped to the side just so I can get it out of the way so we can have an interview. Um, uh, on this episode with Kayla Schwartz is actually really, really lovely, very calm interview, very opposite energy of what I'm giving right now. <laughs> um, she and, and I didn't really know each other. You'll hear in the episode. Um, somebody had a dropout last minute. It happens all the time. And she offered the person who dropped out offered Kayla's name. And she just happened to put out some new singles. It worked out so well. I loved her set. You're going to love her tunes um, when you'll hear it in the episode. And she had a pretty crazy life experience, uh, near death experience. And that is a life experience because you're still, because she's still alive. And it sounds like it really changed everything for her and really put a lot of things into perspective. I learned so much more about her. I, I loved her music, but I have so much respect for her as a woman, as an artist, as a like survivor. I would say. Um, really like physical injuries and nursing her body and her mind and her spirit back to health was super inspiring. I think you're really, really, really going to enjoy it. Um, if at the end of the episode, I'll talk about this, but make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're at Shayna. No, no, that's not it. Mine is Shayna Blast on Instagram. We're at Shay and the good people. It's just S H A Y A N D T H E G O O D P E O. P-L-E. I can't really spell. That's a th cool thing about me growing up in the age of autocorrect is I don't have to anymore. So that was actually the most challenging thing um, I've ever done in my life is trying to spell that Instagram out for you. So I hope as a reward for me, so I don't cry, that you go and follow the Instagram and also come to see the show. I mean, we'll, we'll, the Instagram is essentially the newsletter for the show, but come out and see the show. You can get to see people perform and then you'll come back here and listen to them and hear their story and know about them a little bit more. So thank you so much for tuning in and allowing me to be here. 
<laughs> in all my glory. Um, this is Kayla Schwartz. Love you guys. Don't you feel for me? Don't it make you sad to see me like that? Don't it make you want to stay a while? Make you want to make me smile? Oh, why? Oh, why does it feel so real this time? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Shay and the Good People. This is the podcast portion of the show, Shay and the Good People, which I do at Pete's Candy Store. You would have heard that in the intro. And today I am here with... I want to say my friend. You are my friend, even though we don't really know each other that well. Uh, But (laughs) please welcome to the stage, a.k.a. the chair, um, Kayla Schwartz. Hello. (laughs) Hello. hello. Thank you so, so much for being here. Oh, my God. Of course. I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like a little fun thing we're trying out. We got drums in the back. So, you know, we're actually real musicians, even though neither of us played drums. I did once. You did? I did. I took a (laughs) class in college. And I would be like, oh, like this drum beat's really hard for me. And I wouldn't (laughs) want to like go up and do it. And then I like the teacher would be like, you have to play. And then I'd go up and I would like fucking kill it. (gasps) Can I curse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And then uh, (laughs) he would like teach a new one and I would like suck at it and then go to bed. And the next day I'd be like, I can't play it. And then I'd play it and I'd fucking kill it. Wait, Um, so you didn't, you're saying you didn't need the class. You're a natural um, drum player. What is it? What is the word? A prodigy? Yeah, yeah. How you say, um, (laughs) how you say, um, drumming genius (laughs) no it's all a farce i suck at drums but i could like i grew up i'm brazilian i grew up like listening to a lot of brazilian music and a lot of like really rhythmic influences and so like i could like pick it up i knew how it was supposed to sound but like actually i have like two left feet and like (laughs) like only one arm when it comes to playing drums so but very uncoordinated you you still nailed it i nailed it that's my those days are behind me (laughs) anyways well and one of those things where I think I've said this in an interview before, but when I first started to play guitar, which I didn't actually start playing until 2020 because I had nothing to do. And I was sitting in my mm-hmm. like cousin's childhood bedroom in my aunt and uncle's house in Bowie, Maryland. And I was very sad. Um, I was really frustrated because I was like, I can't make the sounds that I want to make for what my voice is doing. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really frustrated. And I've talked to a friend of mine who was like, Cause I was like, I just want to learn guitar. I just want to learn. I just want to know it. I just want to be really good. And she was like, actually like it's a gift that you don't know how to play it because you can just create new shit and not be held in the box of theory. 100%. And that really set me free. So I wonder if, I mean, I don't know if you have any more drum dreams, No, but next time you get, next time you get on there, in the next segment no <laughs> when, you, <laughs> right. when you get on there you just like well i'm making up my own rules and it probably will sound really fucking sick yeah no i uh no. i should <laughs> yeah. try i'm i'm not i'm not gifted in drums it was all a lie that's okay you're gifted in a lot of other things and uh <laughs> especially songwriting and singing and you were on and guitar playing too actually i liked that guitar i listened back to like before every interview i listened back to the show and yeah. the songs and stuff and you were on the september 5th I know. 2022 show. And so kismet and lucky that I had you on the show because we had a friend who had to drop and, and like, I don't know, a couple hours before she'd given me your info. I don't even think I like did any research, which I didn't need to. I was just like, I just need someone on the show. I trust, which is 
also great because a lot of people drop shows all the time. It happens like we all do it, but rarely do people like give an alternative mm. or give a name. Um, I think I try to do that. I hope that people are doing that more. Um, but she gave me your name and I was like, Hey, do you want to do the show? And you were like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I think you had said you, you were going to come to the show anyways to see her. Yep. So your night was already clear. It worked out great. Honestly, <laughs> it worked out great. And it came at a good time. Cause I was like starting to, um, I I'm relatively new ish at guitar as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would not have known that. Oh, well, thank you. I, um, I used to play when I was really young and then I went to jazz school and that like killed my singer songwriter dreams. <laughs> and I was like, I just need to be doing jazz all the time. And like the kids at my school were really kind of like vibey and like the guys are assholes. And so yeah. I kind of like stopped playing guitar and just like focused all of my energy on like how to be a killing jazz player. <laughs> and then going into the pandemic, um, you know, nobody was playing jazz really because you couldn't be in the same room as someone else. And it's such like a communicative form of, yeah. of music. And um my partner's a trumpet player and there's only like so much voice trumpet duo that you can do before you're like, I need something else. Right. Cause they're like two voices in a way. Yeah. It can be really cool, but like, I'm not really into like the more, I think the more experimental forms of jazz are really great. Um, which is kind of like where I would put that kind of a duo thing, but I'm okay. not like, I don't do much of that. I don't mm -hmm. have a lot of experience with that. So I was like, how can I make music? And I had my guitar and, um, I picked it back up and wrote, my whole EP. And then by the time okay. that, um, the show rolled around, I was just starting to want to get more into playing my own songs like live for people. Cause I hadn't really done that before. Oh, cool. So it like happened at the perfect time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that that just happened and all connected. It was meant to be, yeah. I guess that you were supposed to do that show. I guess so. The Cosmos, sweetie. I know. It's called Destiny. It is called Destiny. <laughs> yep, yep. And where did you where did you grow up and how did you you said you were playing guitar when you were younger. How did that happen? When did you first get a guitar in your hand? Oh man, I must have been twelve or eleven. I was like a little bit on the I guess maybe on the older side. I don't really know when people start playing guitar these days, but some, I, guess, I can't remember who was in here, but someone was like, I started playing guitar so late at 15. It's like, I was like, I was 30. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's definitely one of those instruments that like, you can't start when you're too young because the motor skills aren't there. Hmm. But I think by like 12 or 13, I was playing guitar and um, I wanted to learn because I got really into Alanis Morissette. Oh, And I think yeah. I said when I first met you, I was like, your music kind of gives me Alanis Morissette vibes. That's I remember saying this and you were like, this is... I didn't believe you. I still compliment. don't believe you, but... No, I really does. <laughs> um, Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And um, uh, I love her. I loved her music. I still do. Um, and I wanted to be like Alanis Morissette. So I started playing guitar and my parents were like, okay like got me lessons and yeah, that was that. Cool. Wait, so where did you, Oh yeah. Where did I Where did up? you get? Yeah. Where'd you grow up? And also where did you get oh, yeah. the guitar? Were you like, I want a Yamaha. I want a Taylor. Did they gift it to you? Well, I didn't know. So I'm left-handed and I play lefty guitar. Cool. And my parents didn't know at the time that like, even if you're left-handed, you can just like play ready guitar and it's not like a big fucking deal. And it just makes your life a lot better. I didn't know that. They didn't know that. So biggest regret is not playing ready guitar. Um, so when I was like, I want to play guitar, they like went online and like tried to find a lefty guitar because it's like kind of hard to find ones that like 
are the right size. Yeah. And the right, so we just bought like a random, it was like a, a stag, this like black guitar with like a little like cut out. Yeah. Um, it was really cute. And I played that for, I still have it <gasps> at my, at my childhood home. That's cool. Yeah. I teach guitar lessons. So whenever I'm home on zoom doing teaching, I just uh-huh. like use my childhood guitar. That's yeah. cute. It's, it's always like a really, it's like fucking impossible to play. It like just strings <laughs> haven't been changed and how old am I now? Like I, I'm 15 years maybe. Um, like what a nice like old friend. Yeah. And I've been, I actually have a left-handed student who I've been like, I feel like I should give her the guitar <gasps> because okay. it's just like my parents are going to move soon. And and where are they? Where's your Florida. Team? So Florida. I'm from Florida. Okay. And uh, parents are going to move soon and they want to start cleaning up all the stuff. And they were like, what do you want to do with this guitar? I'm like, oh man, I don't have space for it in my teeny tiny New York apartment. I have like four guitars and I already need to get rid of one of them. So I think I'm going to give it to one of my kids. I think that's good. That's good karma. I I feel like, yeah. They were like, oh, I got this from, and she'll probably have that forever. Mm -hmm. Or actually, I just assumed it was, did you say she? She. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, She'll probably have that forever. I'm like, my my really cool guitar teacher like gave me this guitar. I think that would be a fun memory for her, if and when you feel ready. I think so too. And like, yeah, she's at that age where she still like thinks that I'm cool. She doesn't know yet that I'm like severely uncool. <laughs> so I think she'd be really like excited about it. Um, yeah. It it feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. I would say go for it. And then uh tell us and we'll we'll put it on the pot we'll put on the Shane the good people, yeah, yeah. Like, Instagram, like our guests. See, our guests are good people. The good people, Very, yeah. Get, yeah, really good people. <laughs> and your parents are moving out of Florida, which is usually the opposite. No, they're gonna move just to another house, but like smaller, oh, but still in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I don't know why I assumed. I was like, wait, but parents move to Florida. Yes, they do. Not out of Florida, <laughs> grandparents move to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that's, moves to Florida. Yeah, absolutely. God's waiting room. <laughs> And Fuck. so <laughs> that's dark. No, I have some family in Florida and our only like family trip. My parents got divorced when I was 14, but like in the seven year old, eight year old year, like th- when things were so good, our big, our one big family trip that we ever had was to Disney. Right, of, of course. course, honestly. So, <laughs> so that's like the only thing I know about Florida. Um, that's all I gotta know. Yeah, there's a lot of dark shit over there. I was um, gonna say, <laughs> I don't like to tell people I'm from Florida. <laughs> Every uh, single New Yorker that I know is from Florida says the same thing. Like, I try not to, but I, I did an improv class with this girl who was like her special skill because you know first day we go around and we're like my name is this and here's something about me she was like fun fact about me is i've i'm from florida and i have a special skill where i can tell who's from florida without you telling me first yeah and like i mean it was one example but she called out our teacher like our improv teacher, she was like, you're from Florida, right? And he was like, um, yeah. That's freaky. But I also think Florida people give off Florida vibes. <laughs> yeah. I've like been working my entire adult life to. To separate. Yeah. To, to just not squeeze out the Florida vibes. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to give that off. It's hard yeah. to escape your roots. Although um, my roots, my American state roots uh, is Maryland. So, I don't know. I mean, I have a bunch of friends from Maryland and I feel like... Nondescript. 
Very nondescript. <laughs> Very But random. everyone's great that I know from Maryland. That's nice. Uh, I know you, I guess. I, not, not sorry, me, not me, but... I mean, uh, <laughs> no, you're great. That's not what I meant to say. I meant, is that not the same for you? Like, do, are there, like, bad people in Maryland? Not sure. everyone in Maryland's a good, pe- uh, oh, good people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah. you and a few others. Yeah, yeah, just all, like, my high school bullies. Or yeah. I'm just kidding. No, no bullies. <laughs> I didn't get bullied because... I was like, I, I was in the theater group. I, I don't know. There wasn't like bully culture, I think. Ah. And my, I also went to two different high schools and I just cared about be, doing theater only. And I was just like in surrounded by all the theater nerds doing theater all the time. So I really wasn't like in other spaces, even though like other kids in your class are not in theater. But I don't think anybody really cared to be mean. No. I, or I just didn't give a fuck. Like I was so like, I have a mission. <laughs> I'm going to be the greatest actor of all time <laughs> and nobody can tell me differently. Yes. And then actually, you know, what didn't get me bullied is um, I started smoking weed when I was 15, when I moved high schools mm-hmm. and realized that I would get invited to parties. I also started working at Caribou Coffee like right away, like when I was 15 and I started realizing if I had beer, I would get invited to parties. Ah. So I was like still doing theater, but I also wanted to make other friends too. And I wanted to be cool. And I also wanted to like smoke a lot of weed and drink, probably okay. numbing. It's all good. <laughs> From the divorce. <laughs> we've all been um, there. Oh, we've all been there. <laughs> um, anyways, I need to stop talking about myself. But no, I start, okay. I got, <laughs> probably shouldn't say this, but got my manager at where I worked to like, I paid her to get me yes. beer. And then every Friday, Saturday, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> hey, da, 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 like I have a 30 rack. Oh, so that's great. Toxic. Yeah. It's a little toxic, but you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive those teen years. I know. Shit's and to like be busy and stay out of the house. And like, because mm-hmm. my mom was like, I we, we had such a bad relationship and she was crazy. And I was like, I just want every single second, I just want to be out and be doing yeah. something and I don't really want to sleep and I just want to like be cool. Yeah. And I want to like be hot, which didn't happen until like a couple of years ago. <laughs> Cause even as the stars can't fight the light Hanging in the city sky Is there anyone out there? Is anybody else alright? Even as the trees can't hide at night Okay, theater camp stakes are high as fuck and i feel like that the i went to stage door no Uh, fucking way i only went one summer i went to stage door too do we already talk about this 2005 i don't think so okay 2005 i hated it because it was like it was so tense and also you know everybody's coming from their high school where they are the best at their high school and then they are coming to this camp that's like everyone's the best of the best in high school which is like really how good are you right (laughs) but it was really uh, it was a lot of energy and i felt like i don't know who they are who i'm gonna say but like i felt like they wanted all of us to like continue that energy like i felt Mm -hmm. like it was beneficial for the competitiveness for like preparing us for the real world to like be 
mean to each other. Like nobody was like, be mean. Like nobody at the camp ever said that. No counselors, but like it wasn't not like, maybe they do it differently now, but it wasn't like, Hey, here's how you communicate kindness. And like, there is space for everyone. Like, and again, maybe they said that, but to me, I was like, Oh, it's a dog eat dog world. They really set that precedent. You're correct about that. Okay, thank and you. that's like, I went for three summers, I think. Wow. Um, and I like, I mean, I mean, the people I was going to camp with was like Beanie Feldstein. Okay. Yeah. And like, what was your first year that you were there? I can't remember the year. Okay. I also have a chip on my shoulder about like always being like, like the poor one in the group. It was mm. like, I grew up I, when I like, Grew up with my family, but then when my parents divorced, it was like just my mom and my sister and then she lost her job. And like, it was always like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was always like, you need to work right away. Like if you want anything, like I bought my first car and like anything that I wanted, my mom was like, you have to start working. Yeah. So in those spaces too, I was like, even going there, my mom was like, this is really expensive and like wanted to make sure that she knew yeah. this was like a huge ask for her to send me to stage door. And I even think there was, I, there was like a scholarship or something, yeah. which is great. But I was always like, oh, everyone here is like richer than me, has more money, has like nicer clothes. So, mm. but I, but I like kept that chip on my shoulder for a really long time. I think I'm still trying to, to, uh, to fill in that chip or whatever to be like yeah. it's like not you don't have to hold on to this like limiting negative belief that like you have it so much harder financially than anyone else and like I kind of manifested that with myself because I have so much student loans mm -hmm. so it's like oh you're you have this idea about who you are and you're seeing it reflected in your reality so I'm like really working Holy shit, on dude, yeah. that and not feeling like I have to have like five million jobs all the time and like what does rest mean but anyways okay yeah so that's why I really struggled there too because it wasn't just like all it was like the other like layers of self-worth yeah <laughs> well that place makes it hard to like parse through all of that for sure and like especially like you're right like the kids who went there are very wealthy like mm -hmm. you know they um it's all famous people's kids or yeah like which like doesn't make them bad but i no, had associated it with bad for a while yeah yeah and and nobody like I it just with with that energy you're right like that like doggy dog energy I like would get pissed off when I wouldn't get parts and stuff and mm -hmm. I'd be like well this this girl got a part and I did and I think I'm better than her yeah and it's like it like made me I feel like I loved my time there I really did um I never actually got roles uh which in hindsight is like I'm a terrible actress <laughs> can't fucking act of course like I come from you know it's like a big fish small pond or Small fish, big pond. Which one is it? Small pond, big fish. Like I got to the pond and the pond had many, many big fish and I was very, very small in comparison to all the other fish. In At, at the camp. <laughs> at stage door. Yes, of like course. Like I got there and I thought it was hot shit and it turns out like I'm actually just like every other fucking schmo. <laughs> um, humbling experience. But at the time, I didn't really feel that way. I felt more like, well, I like, I'm going to talk shit about this girl because I think I should have gotten the part and she shouldn't have. Um, so not, I've had a really like... Yeah, it's not a great past as far as being like kind, uh, but I've like tried really hard to, you know, I haven't had to, as I've gotten, you, you grow up. I yeah. haven't really had to try super hard to like be a decent person. Like you grow <laughs> up and you like look back on your life and, you know, try and like, you know, I try not to look back and like cringe at my former self. Like mm -hmm. I try to like invite that perspective to like 
help guide my way forward. Yeah. You have to forgive yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You were just working with what you got. And also like, (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. Will you tell me what your dynamic was even with within your household? But it's like you have to learn your own kind of self-worth or I've had to like Mm -hmm. reparent myself a lot. And like, I don't know. It's a, it's a reason it's a self-defense reason or tactic for a reason for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I grew up very comfortably and I had a really good relationship with my parents. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. So I hear yourself. I'm like, oh man, like that fucking, you know, no, 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 no. but it's, it's, you know, nothing is no comparison. There's, there's, um, I was talking to somebody the other day and, um, they teach a lot. I teach a lot of rich children how to play music Mm -hmm. and they teach a lot of rich children how to play music. And, um, they said something that I thought was really interesting, which was like, you notice that the children that come from more money or live more comfortably, um, have less of um, things come to them. Mm-hmm. They wait for things to happen for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like kids who grow up in like less of a cushy situation, like are more of go-getters because that's what you have to do. You have to be active about your, what you want. Things don't just come to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh yeah, of course. But I, I, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that, but how that's reflected in like a teaching space, like when it's like a theater, theater kids and it's like, okay guys, places. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids are like quick to places because they know like when I'm being told to do something, yeah. this is what I need to do. When other kids are like, places will wait for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so seeing that kind of dynamic play out at stage door is really interesting. And like in my teaching, it's been really interesting to see that. Um, and um yeah, like kind of a tangential thing, but just something I thought was really interesting that, you know, he had said. And I was like, yeah, like, of course, this is how it is. You just forget, like, sometimes yeah. when, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that I, you know, had never been hungry. I've never, like, wanted for anything. And um, uh, but now, like, as an adult, it makes me, like, really, I'm not going to have that future for myself, you know? Um, in yeah. that, like, I'm not like, I'm a musician. I'm not trying to be like uber, uber, like rich, you know, I'm yeah. just trying to like make my art. And I'm really lucky that I can do that without fear of falling. Like, I'm never going to be homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a yeah. massive, massive privilege that I have. And so, um, and a lot of musicians have that. So it's like, how do you use that to better who you are as a person, as a musician, better your perspective Yeah, on the world. It's that's true. Yeah. You do have space for, for looking inward, Yeah, you know, and we talked a little bit about, um, spirituality before we got on the, on the, on the call, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the taping. Um, but I, I will say something that I don't think you would, take for granted but something that I see a lot and really really like the first word that comes up is envy but it's not envy it's like I'm allowing my subconscious to be expanded is like people who do grow up with great relationships with their parents like Mm -hmm. are able to have really healthy romantic relationships (laughs) and that's something I really 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 struggle with um or I'm or historically struggled with and something that I really want like a really like less deep, deep love and connection and partnership and, and growth and having to just like, I don't have any of those, like I'm very focused and headstrong in like career and music and, um, 
and productivity, but then like it makes the relationship suffer. So I think it's like, it's oh everybody always has a balance within themselves and their lives and they come in with karma to specifically work on. And it has nothing to do with like, I've worked really hard to be like, it has nothing like the difference between jealousy and envy. Like it really has nothing to do with other people. They're just reflections or just mirrors. Mm -hmm. And jealousy is like when you think that you're scared that something's going to be taken away from you. And envy is like, Oh, I want that. Like it allows you to go forward and be like, Oh cool. Like I, I, if they can do it, I can do it in a way. And it's really hard sometimes being younger to parse those apart just as you get older you know what you want more for sure you can see those but i would love to know more about your like what's your spiritual practice like we haven't even talked about anything music, (laughs) which we will because i i really really loved your songs uh thank you and especially um i mean all of them but i want to talk about um is anybody or is anybody else all right yeah yeah um but spirituality tell me spirituality yeah where you're at for sure. Relatively new concept for me. Hell yeah. Um, that's what we love to hear on the pod. This is a secret. This is a music pod that's secretly about spirituality and wellness. We love this. <laughs> Important <laughs> shit because it kind of goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Especially and I tried for a long time to have one without the other and it, you know, not if you're gonna wasn't working for me. Being an artist. No, I, nope. I don't know how people just like wake up get on their phone and go out the door nope I have no idea so yeah so it's relatively new for me um and it all kind of started with yeah this like car accident that I had mentioned to you earlier but basically like for anybody who doesn't know there was a bad car accident I was in a year and a half ago were you in the car I was in the car my partner was driving I was in the passenger seat and then um, a friend of ours was in the back seat behind me we got T-boned going through like a really precarious intersection. Um, in New York? In upstate. Mm-hmm. And there Oof. are three of our friends in the car behind us because we were all like going somewhere together. And um, yeah, they like watched it all happen and the car slid, like one of the cars flipped. It was like a whole thing. And um, I thought that my, initially upon impact, like we, I was like, I feel like we have to get out of the car because what if the car explodes? And, um, my, I like my mind immediately like jumped into action as soon as it was happening. We're like sliding uh, across the street and I'm like, okay, what's next? What do we have to do next? Like your adrenaline. Yeah. And so I was like, guys, we got to get out of the car, turn around to Eli. I'm like, Eli, we got to get out of the car. He's like not conscious. So we thought he was dead and there was all this other shit. I ended up like breaking my pelvis in four places and, um, was lucky that I was like spitting, glass out of my mouth and like it was in my nose and my mouth and I'm lucky that like there was no marks I remember like lying on the ground at the scene of the accident like looking up at this one woman god bless her I you know she ran out uh from this restaurant that was nearby and wrapped me in a blanket and she sat with me the whole time as like all these people are like coming out and helping and um I'm like is there something wrong with my face like is there glass in my face like what's wrong with my face and she's like you look beautiful honey you look beautiful um, but I hadn't seen what my face looked like. So, and there was glass in my face, but it like wasn't anything bad and I didn't need to get stitches or anything. And it was all this crazy shit. Like Eli gets airlifted to another hospital, like, oh cause he God. fucked up more of his body than I did. And I got taken to a different hospital and it was just such a terribly traumatic experience. And yeah. we're all so 
like we're both going to have, you know, physical issues for the rest of our lives from this. But like, so, so lucky to be alive. Mm -hmm. Like you see a photo of the car and you're like, oh my God, those people should never have walked out of the car. Our friends who were behind us watched the whole thing happen. And they were like, we didn't think you guys would have survived that. Driver of the other car was totally fine. Um, Like everyone survived. So um, then like the aftermath of that was like, I was in a wheelchair for a while and then had to switch to a cane and a walker and all of those things to kind of get around. But for a long time, like I couldn't lift, like I couldn't lift my legs off the bed to like go take a piss. Mm. Like I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. Couldn't go anywhere by myself. Mm. I couldn't go up and down the stairs for a long time. I would have to have like, like three friends come over and be on either side when I finally like had to start going to physical therapy yeah. to get down the stairs. Cause we had a stairs in my apartment. They would come and like help me make sure I wouldn't, it was like, it took three minutes to get down like a small flight of stairs. Wow. Um, and I realized like, first of all, I mean, my partner has been unbelievable in, just how well he took care of me and how much that experience brought us together. Like, mm-hmm. um, as fucked up as it is, you know, you got to find the silver lining and things like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, um, so he was amazing and he took really great care of me. And then, um, uh, between that and between the fact that, you know, everybody survived and everyone's okay and, and okay to an, like an extent, you know, like it really, put a lot into perspective about where I was focusing my energies and like you can literally die at any minute like (laughs) and it really like the finality of life really came like really clear into view for me and I was like oh my god like I'm not happy sometimes Mm. most of the time (laughs) it's really hard to be happy anytime I am happy I'm always looking for the next thing to be stressed about Mm. and um a little bit after the accident I started to develop this really like crazy hypochondria kind of thing too because it's like creates all this trauma and the trauma like had stored itself in my hips and so I was having trouble with that and basically all that to say I um very recently was like you know what I'm going to start journaling. Like maybe this, maybe this is going to be the key for me. Um, I'm also on Lexapro hashtag. Hell yeah. Fucking love Lexapro. Feeling good. Love that shit. Um, (laughs) And that like, it's great. I love it. It made me feel like it it helps me level out my nervous system so that I can actually do the active things I need to do to take care of my nervous system. Yeah, that's huge. And so I've been going to a wonderful therapist whom I love and she's um, helps with the trauma therapy as well. So that's been really amazing. And so I started journaling using some of her tips and like it has been fucking life-changing to like give myself a daily affirmation like remind myself because when you get into the thick of shit you know like I don't I'm not always like oh I shouldn't be upset about this thing that happened because I almost died and I didn't it's like not like you're thinking about that all the time it's like I'm gonna be pissed off sometimes I'm gonna be upset Mm -hmm. sometimes but Mm -hmm. like having that reminder of like like I write down what I'm grateful for every day I have this gratitude um, log that I have and I start my day off with um, some breathing techniques and breathing exercises to feel grounded sometimes I feel very out of my body mm-hmm. um, and so that always kind of brings me back and um, yeah I've just been trying new ways to get in touch with my emotions be able to name my emotions and how they feel in my body um, and yeah just kind of building like 
it's like the spirituality thing is very new, but I feel like all of this kind of plays into something larger and I haven't gotten that far yet, but it's, I feel something. I've started to like believe in the power of manifestation in a way that I had never believed in before. I can feel you. I can't hide. I know it's been too long since the last time. So come on and step inside. I can't promise I'll remember, but I promise that I'll try. I can spend my life just pining after fantasies of you. I can make you mine, so sit back and I'll show you what I'll do. Let's take it slow, no one has to know. Mm, do you wanna dance with me? Do you wanna dance with me in the moonlight? Do you wanna dance with me? Do you wanna dance with me? We can think about what we want in what we want to manifest, meaning what we want to happen. I think a lot of people are like, oh, manifestation just comes like you just find like five dollars on the ground, which you can. But also, <laughs> if you need five dollars, you can manifest that for yourself. Right. It's yeah. very actionable, but very um, actionable. Um, and speaking of manifestation, even after all of that, you had an EP come out I did. and you had you start playing solo and your music is under the name. I'm going to fuck it up. It's okay. You want to try it? Adelaide. Adelaide. Exactly. Yes. I said it wrong on the show, but like it's just don't ever feel bad of like correcting people because it's really not that hard. Oh no, I never. Well, I, I always hope that people correct me on their names also because <laughs> yeah. it's like nothing worse than like me calling somebody the wrong name. I fucked up JJ's name the first time I met him. I still <laughs> yeah. have to apologize again for that because it That's was okay. like, I just hate like, I had been talking to so many teachers and like, I just like mixed him up with someone else at the time. And it was just a whole thing. It but, happens. But like, yeah, yeah if, if ever I do that, I will just spin it. Um, like people are like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I will for right. days <laughs> forever. Yeah. For probably forever. <laughs> but if people see my name written, I don't know what it is. They 95% of the time can't say it. Right. Shana? Shan but it's Shanya, Shanya, Shayla, oh. but I don't really care. I just think it's so funny. Cause I'm like, it's just how, S H A Y N A. It's Shay. No, nah. but it's really funny. Anyways, okay. So Adelaide. Yes, Adelaide. Um, where, where is, where is that name come from, and why did you decide to have a different, like, uh, pseudonym or incognito name? What am I thinking of? Then, um, uh, the name that's like, I feel like a spy name. name. <laughs> Whatever. Why did you decide did on Adelaide? Yeah, well, the name comes. That's my grandmother's name. Oh. Uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, so my Brazilian grandmother. Um, and um, I was trying to. I, I already knew I didn't want to make music under my name because at the time when I started to do this, I was like, oh, I still maybe you know want to play jazz too, and then I want to do you know the jazz under one name and my pop stuff under the other name. Yes. Um, turns out I've just like kind of put the jazz <laughs> shit on a back burner for now. Yeah. Um, and the name just kind of, I don't know, it kind of stuck. And I think like, I don't know, I i don't think like Kayla Schwartz is like a great performance name. <laughs> um, like I love being Jewish, but I don't I want just the whole gonna, world was, to know that I'm Jewish because <laughs> most of the world hates Jews. Ugh, I know, but like <laughs> as a Jewish woman myself, hey, I'm milking it for 
every single yes. drop I can. But that that's interesting. Well, I was but, gonna say, obviously, like I feel like Shayna. I know a lot of Jewish women named Shayna, so for yeah. me, it's like Shayna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Jewish, it's like a Yiddish word yeah. name. But you are like, I don't want people to know that I'm Jewish. It's not that I don't want people to know that I'm Jewish. They just don't I want just, you to. They don't. You're like, I don't want to be targeted. <laughs> I don't want to be targeted. I want to um, be shot. <laughs> I don't want to get shot. And I also like don't want that to be the first thing that people know about me. Like when mm. they hear my name, it's like, okay, she's Jewish. It's like you look at me and you're like, okay, she's Jewish by name and by nose, right? Like that's I how did, you know. Honestly, you didn't. No, I honestly don't. Well, yeah. you know, we, we come in all different shapes and sizes. That's true. Now. We do. But, I, I'm surprised sometimes when I'm like seeing people like I'm Jewish I'm like oh but but then I have to check myself to be like Shayna Jews are allowed to look anyway very right. different <laughs> um, um, yeah but I just like I don't know I want people to like listen to the music and not think about I'm, I'm pretty agnostic as far as like practicing mm-hmm. religion like I like the cultural aspects of Judaism and I, I like you know there's a lot of beautiful lessons to be learned there and I do love being Jewish but I'm not like ultimately like I don't practice right as right, often right. as yeah. many other Jews uh, yeah, so it's either. not it's not an important enough thing in my life for that to be the first thing that people know about me like okay. I want people to come for the music first um and not like come for the music leave for the latkes yeah oh that's good <laughs> leave for the latkes like they're going somewhere going else for to it. get latkes anyways yeah <laughs> Adelaide I don't know if that's like bad to say as a Jew but I think like <laughs> you know like if it's bad to not want to be like first <laughs> Like yeah, is Jewish, but yeah, I, I don't think know. your own experience, like if it's not something you resonate with, like you were just born into it. It's yeah. not like you chose it, you know. No, and as I get older, I'm getting a little bit more, a little closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the name Adelaide just kind of stuck, and I was like, all right, it's really pretty. Let's go with that. Did Thanks. you birthright? I did. When? Well, how old were you? Eighteen. Did you have sex with anybody? I had a boyfriend at the time. I did it wrong. No, me too. No, me too. I had a. I'm actually glad that I did though, because I think it would have been messy. But actually, (laughs) but actually, (sighs) can't believe I'm saying this. No, I like. I I can't tell if I was like, oh, I wish I didn't have a boyfriend so I could hook up with people. But I was still dating. I just gotten back together with my first boyfriend, and then actually realized halfway through the trip that I was pregnant. <gasps> so then I had to get an abortion when I got back. Oh of course, I didn't need to do it in Israel. But I was like, fuck, I could have like, but then I was worried like, oh, if I didn't have a boyfriend and I was having sex, then I would have gotten pregnant maybe uh, with someone. I don't know yeah. why I was like, no matter what, I would have gotten pregnant in Israel because that's what God <laughs> wanted. <laughs> that's actually what birthright wants. That's what they want. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little bit too on the nose. I know, right? Right. I'm, I am a stereotype, but... um. Okay, so Adelaide, going back yeah, to Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other thing I asked? Um, why, why I had the name. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, why name. you had the name. And then tell me a little bit about, like, the pop inspiration from, was all three songs you did, Eleanor, is it, is anybody else, wait, is anybody else all right in yeah. Dance With Me? Or, or all those three on the EP? All of them are on the okay. EP. The EP was five songs, is five songs, it's still out, you can still yeah, listen what's it to called? it. It's just Adelaide. So it's, it's a self-title. My first thing I ever put out. Spotify, Apple um, Music, Spotify, Shazam she, it, yes. YouTube, Playlist, probably. What are the other? There's so many random other things. Napster. Deezer. Uh, Deezer. I don't know. I don't know either. I have a hard time just keeping up with like the one. Like, yeah. Rather than like all of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, those were all on the EP. And most of that music was written during the pandemic. I said all of it. But one song was written before on piano. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a a home for it 
And then I wrote the rest of the songs when I picked up guitar for the first time. And like what you were saying earlier about like, it's actually kind of a blessing to be a little bit limited on an instrument. Yeah. Because I didn't have a choice but to be like, well, I only know how to play two chords at this moment. <laughs> so I have to write a song using two chords and that's the ballad. Is anybody else all right? Oh, two chords. And I was like, how can really? I make this song interesting with just two chords? Like plenty mm -hmm. of people do it. How do I make that work for me? And it was like, okay, maybe I really lean into like the lyrics for this one and try and like write about, you know, how anxiety and depression present in my body, how they feel to me. And so that's kind of where that one came from. And then like, I learned a couple more chords and then wrote Eleanor. And yeah. then I was like, this one, I don't, you know, I don't want to be as lyrically focused. The lyrics repeat a lot. Um, and I want to tell a story and I want it to be, you know, simple and to the point and um, uh, what's relatable. But um, it, the groove is very important. It has to feel good. Oh, yeah. And so, it like, I was good. able to, like, to, instead of being like, I gotta write all my jazz harmony, like I used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't have to force it. It just came really easily because I was so limited on the instrument and I have that much fucking facility. So, I, like, the ideas just kind of happened quickly because it wasn't like I had time to really overthink them. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. Well, interesting that you spent the most time or your intention for is anybody else all right was the lyrics because that that's what really stood out to me and i mm. really wanted to talk about i mean we could talk about all the songs but i really wanted to talk about that song so much i think it's just hitting me pretty hard right now mm -hmm. um let me know this is the lyric that i wrote down i think i got it all right but yeah. I have a secret no one knows, a seed deep inside me that never grows. I try and I try, but it won't take hold. The roots turn to dust in the bitter cold. Even as the stars can't find the light, even in the city sky, is there anyone out there? Is anybody else around? I have a secret no one knows. A seed deep inside me that never grows. The roots turn to dust in the bitter cold Even as the stars can't fight the light Hanging in the city sky Is there anyone out there? Is anybody else alright? Even as the trees can't hide at night The moon shines a bit too bright Exposing the outline What's the balance between, so I do have a lot of anxiety and I feel like I've gone through bouts of depression, but I, my mom has very severe mental illness and I, I fight against really going into that myself, like mm -hmm. diagnosing it and I just really work all of the tools that I have to not um, go too deep. Um, I don't know if that's healthy or not. So it's like, just take meds and like, you probably will feel better. But I'm like, I'm like a kind of like a tough it out. Mm -hmm. Weird. Like I'm not, I'm very like, I cry a lot and I feel like I'm getting more in touch with my softer side. But I just, this song really resonated with me because it's like it, when you are in that space of a darker mental illness spiral, it's like you feel completely alone completely and I, alone. I know yeah. that that's like I don't know well I don't know if that's cliche but like 
it's what it's what I feel and I know it's what other people feel too and it's really like I know and then I kind of come out of it or people text me and are like hey are you okay like I haven't heard from you in a while I'm like oh yeah I'm not but it's not a selfish thing of like there's nobody else in the world but me it's literally like oh I have fucked up so bad and maybe it's shame too Mm. there's like there's so many things I haven't been able to figure out for myself that I, I kind of like deserve to be in this dark space in a weird way. Like it's pretty intense, but you, it's just there. That's what it, that's what it feels like sometimes. And it's like, what's Mm -hmm. the balance between like needing people, wanting people, needing company, loving yourself. Like I felt in a lot of romantic relationships that I was too needy. I was the needy one, but it's kind of like that anxious attachment and, and uh, avoid an attachment trap. But, um, and like struggling with the concept of like being an introvert or sorry, (laughs) I feel like I'm an extrovert who like doesn't want to stay out all night. And like sometimes doesn't even want to go outside, but I really want to. Yeah. So like, what is the balance between really wanting to be a part of the world but not really feeling well enough like everything you're saying resonates with me so (laughs) hard um yeah I think a lot of what's really hard about being an artist is that you are expected to be out in the world Hmm. all the time yeah even just to like you need inspiration go out there you should be going to shows even just and I consider out in the world even like posting on tiktok yeah three times a week whatever you're supposed to do i don't fucking know i don't do it i I need to be better about it but like it's like you're expected to be present and you're expected to be at the forefront of people's minds at all times like Mm. they need to know who you are and think about you and (laughs) it's like part of being an artist and that (laughs) you can be it's like that it's cliche right you can be in a room full of people and still feel alone it's like Mm. um and it's hard and it sucks and i think yeah, I like wrote the song in my darkest rock bottom moment where I really sometimes you sometimes I've learned for myself when I'm in a really dark place, I deserve to be like deserve in a good way. I not in a good way. Let me rephrase that. I'm it's a very comfortable place to be. Yeah. And I I in enjoy is not the word either but but i know what you mean you know it's like it's really comfortable to wallow and it's really comfortable to hate yourself totally because to not do those things to like actively not be depressed yeah or anxious for me and i assume for you too takes a lot of work i know my ex-boyfriend told me that he thinks i like being sad and i was like fuck you wait Mm. and it's not our fault right and i I don't like it but it's easier and it's comfortable Mm -hmm. and i mean i had i've been with my partner for five years now so he was with me through a lot of like the really really bad stuff yeah and he stuck around and like but that's a real partner real partner and he would like do his best to help but he's he would also never overstep and he'd never be like like let he, he's never offer solutions he'd be like i'm sorry what this really sucks like <gasps> he would never be like oh, why don't you try this or this or this he's like i'm really sorry that you feel this way let me know if i can do anything oh for my you god this really sucks how did you find i'm the luckiest girl i truly to find a, ma- a male person 
man who's like you know what you <laughs> it's not offering solutions first no Sorry, it's amazing just, I'm, I, it is it's He's wonderful I'm so honor- i was honoring that so that helps the balance you're talking about a little bit to have someone who's so close to me in my life that's like a really healthy yeah has a really healthy response to my depression and my anxiety even if i was taking it out on him sometimes yes um, that's huge huge but i think like the balance shifts and like sometimes some days are really good and some days just aren't and I think it's a constant struggle of like I don't know being able to be in tune enough with yourself at any given moment to be like okay I am feeling like I can push myself the other night at Alex's show at the last Pete's yeah last show the good people I really didn't want to go I was really like I'm not super feeling it tonight I'm really overworked I'm really tired nervous system's a little wacky today Mm But something in me was like, no, like I should go. Like something in me is like, I should go. And I had the best time. It was great. Like, I'm so glad I went. I met so many amazing people. And so sometimes you have that pull and you're like, oh, maybe there's a hand reaching out to me, like an opportunity reaching out. I can grab it and it'll help pull pull me out of this dark place. Sometimes the hand's not there. Yeah. Um, And that's where Lexapro comes in. I mean, for me, it's been a massive band-aid, which Mm -hmm. is good to have because it puts, it covers the wound enough where um, now I can, my nervous system is regulated enough where I can do the breathing and do Mm -hmm. the journaling and help, but exercise and help make myself feel good. Yeah. Before the Lexapro, I could not, I could not do that. Couldn't even open the toolbox. No. And now at least you could go in, you can take stuff right. out. You could, yeah, yeah. So does that make sense? Like It does. I mean, what we're saying is like coming back to, <clears throat> you said it a lot better than I'm going to remember it and say it, but just moving through with joy. Yeah. And that's really mm-hmm. it. Like it's okay to be depressed sometimes and this is like for everybody like it's okay to be depressed sometimes it's okay to have anxiety and it's it's okay that it feels good sometimes and that doesn't mean you're going to stay there forever and that doesn't mean that you can't you're not going to complete your goals and that doesn't mean you're not going to see your friends again that doesn't mean you can't find love it's just how quickly can you get back to those things that's why self-work is so important it's like how quickly can you come back to yourself totally can you come back to your practices even if your practices are like just going on a run at like in the morning or at night or i don't know how people go on runs at like 7 11 p.m at night but if that's your thing you know or just like sitting and breathing or taking a walk yeah like come back to your thing for you not for yourself not to like be the most famous person in the world but like being able to just come back and live this like small amount of human existence that we get with as much joy as much of the time yeah and like that's like what the song is about is like in order to be able to like in order to understand you're never alone right in this like like it's maybe I, I feel like you can always find support somewhere, whether it be like out in the world or within yourself. There's always yeah. some, and, and, and everyone who is experiencing depression and anxiety, like you're not alone. Like I'm yeah. here, Shane is here. Like, um, and even if it feels, it's like the loneliest feeling, but I feel like having my toolbox helps bring me enough, like to a place where I can reach out for help when I need it. And, but mm. getting to that place is so hard, mm. the place to reach out for help. So this song, I mean, I wrote in my darkest, darkest time and it was me calling. Is anybody else, all right, is anybody else feeling the way that I feel? Am I alone in this? Yeah. Um, and the answer is no. 
I, I wasn't alone. I'm lucky to have a good support system. And I think like, even if, even if you feel, even if you feel like the support system isn't there, there's always people that are going to be willing to help you, to reach out to you, to pull you out. And like, you just have to find those people. Yeah. You have to find your communities. A hundred percent. And then how do you find your communities if you don't have the toolbox to get yourself out the door? So it's it's a fucking cycle. Chicken it's or the egg, sweetie. Yep. Chicken mm -hmm. or the egg. But there are ways. And like, I spend so much time on YouTube <laughs> just yep. listening to like self-concept affirmations. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I'm going, I also like, there's Al-Anon groups. There's AA groups. Like I just- Huge, yeah. Yeah, there's so many spaces, but, um, and we could talk about this all freaking day. All day and I just <laughs> I'm just really 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 grateful to know you I'm so mm. so grateful to know your story and your journey and like I, I want to say I want another word for toolbox but like it's really really inspiring to hear mm. like I feel like we see like Oprah and Deepak Chopra and other like spiritual people but it's like I don't think we hear enough stories about like just this very beginning small steps. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Thank you. It's, um, Oh yeah. Make sure we were no, still recording good. right at the um, end. Um, okay. Yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I interrupted that. No, that's okay. Yeah. No. Oh, thank you for that. I, I feel very seen and heard and thank I mean, your shit's like fucking inspiring too. I feel like we're like very similar wavelengths. Yeah. It's very comfortable. I know. I need to look at your chart. Kayla's not interested in <laughs> astrology yet, but we'll change that. Um, but tell yeah. everybody where you can, where they can find you and your socials yeah. and um, the EP title and everything, even though we said it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in the process of figuring out what I'm doing about the Instagram. I don't like having one, let alone two Instagrams. So I'm probably going to merge all of my shit onto one. And oh. I believe it will be just like at it's dot Adelaide. I think I'm just going to stick with that. At it's I-T-S. Yes. And then spell period. Adelaide. A-D-E-L-I-D-E. -E. Okay, cool. We'll put this in the show notes. Yes. But same. Um, awesome. Yeah. And the EP. EP is just called Adelaide. You can find it anywhere you get your music. Um five songs 17 minutes nice crisp little hey little little treat for you so a, that's a walk to the train right it's there. a walk to the train depending on where you live right? <laughs> um so yeah and then um i there's more music coming we're in the process we're almost done with one song and we have a few more that are going to be all put out a single so hopefully within the next few months i don't know when this is gonna come out but maybe when it's out it might <laughs> we don't know yet <laughs> um yeah there's more stuff coming so so much for listening to this interview if you liked what you heard come out and see the show come out and see shane the good people live we're at pete's candy store in brooklyn it's monthly i don't know of the exact dates but follow us on instagram to see when we're going to be there next it's at shay and the good people again that's at shay and the good people just like it's spelled and I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to Nude Daydream Studios, JJ Allen and Irving, who captures all the audio from the shows. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.
Thank you. Thanks so much.